Welcome to the 12 Inches Away podcast, a space for women who are ready to stop living in fear and start living with peace and confidence. I'm your host, Shoni Doosling, a personal development coach on a mission to help women liberate themselves from anxiety and mindsets that are holding them captive so they can get back to owning their life. Join me every Wednesday, 9 a.m. Singapore Standard Time for helpful mindset hacks and tangible takeaways you can use to master your thoughts and unlock your full potential. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a great day, a great week, and I'm just really excited to share with you today something that I've been teasing out myself, and that is, what is the difference between worry, stress, and anxiety? The three are very often sort of interchanged with each other, but they're actually slightly different. So I wanted to share this with you so you can really get a better idea of what it is that you or maybe one of your loved ones or friends is facing. So today that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about what is the difference between the three and then at the end we're going to talk about a few things that you can do if you're experiencing any of these three right now. So without further ado let's get started. So what is worry? Worry is basically negative thoughts or things that, things that you think about that could go wrong. So there's a word for this and it's catastrophic thinking. Catastrophic thinking means that you basically take something like a normal situation and then you make it into a potential catastrophe. And this is really interesting because we'll take really simple things like, okay, let's say that uh, my husband was out for a run and he's five minutes late coming back. A catastrophic thought would be, oh my gosh, what if he had a heart attack? What if da da da? And then you just sort of fill in the blank with whatever catastrophe could have happened. So this is something that we do very, very often. We do it in all sorts of small ways as well. What if I made the wrong decision? What if I, I mean, there are tons of things. You could just be going on and on and on with all of these. And that's often what we do. So these things would be called worries and they're super common and all of us have them and they're really annoying, but there are things that we can do to sort of weed these out and that's what we're going to talk about at the end. Before we get there, I also want to talk about self-defeating rules. So self-defeating thoughts or rules are a concept that was developed by Dr. Albert Ellis and Dr. Albert Ellis was the father of rational emotive behavior therapy, also known as REBT. And that basically is a line of thought that believes that your thoughts impact the way that you behave and the way that you feel. What he did was he looked at all of the self-defeating rules that people tell themselves, and then he consolidated them into a list of the most common ones. So I'm going to read out a couple of them and just give, you a, just give you a sense of what they are so you can see if some of these might be at work in your life. So one of them is, it's not okay for me to make mistakes. If I do, I'm a bad person. I think a lot of us do this. And something to note is that these thoughts don't always come in this exact form that I'm reading it out. It might have a bit of a different tone or different words here and there for you. 
but the premise of it would be the same. So if you really wrestle with making mistakes or if you really struggle when other people make mistakes, then this might be something that you are sort of living by, this rule, this thought that you're sort of being held captive to. So let me read a few others and I'll just read them one after the other and just see if there are any that resonate with you. Another one is, I need everyone to approve of me. Another one is, I must avoid being disliked by anyone. Another one is, to be a valuable person, I must succeed in everything that I do. Another one is that my emotions are illnesses that I am powerless to control. And we'll finish off with one more, which is my future will be the same as my past. Now, I want to unpack this one because I think this one is at play a lot more than we realize. My future will be the same as my past. As we grow up, we form patterns. Humans are meaning-making machines. And so we form, we make sense of the world by forming these sort of understandings and patterns of what it is that's going on around us. So, okay, let's use the example of in elementary school, we've tried out for a sports team and we've not made the team. So a way that we could interpret that is I didn't make the team and therefore I am not good enough. I was rejected. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit and now you're in high school, secondary school, whatever whatever you call it where, where you're listening, but you're a little bit older and you ask someone out on a date and they say no. The very first person that you've asked out on a date and they say no, then you feel rejected. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let's say you went to ask someone that you really respect. You were super looking forward to meeting them and you went up to them and asked them a question and someone else came up at the same time and they sort of turned to that person and just told you to hold on for a minute. So you tell yourself, see, I'm always rejected. Why am I always rejected? And because of this thought that you have that you're holding so tightly to, Anytime in the future that you're going to experience something, you're going to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be rejected. And you build this belief that things are going to turn out in the future like they used to be in the past. So this is just one example of how these self-defeating rules can really get into our lives and shape the way that we experience the world. Like I said, we're going to talk at the end about ways that you can sort of tweak this and little hacks that you can do to sort of rewire your thinking. So next, let's talk about stress. What is stress? If worry is in our mind, stress is in our body. So stress is the response of our nervous system to what's going on around us. Our nervous system will sense what's going on around us and it'll feed that information to our brain. Once it feeds the information to our brain, the brain analyzes that information and makes a decision. And then from there, it feeds that decision to the organs, muscles, and to our glands and tells them how to respond. So it's a very physical response. So Peter Levine, uh, the founder of Somatic Experiencing, explains it very well. He says, let's say you're watching the Discovery Channel and you see a whole group of gazelle and suddenly a lion comes. What did the gazelle do? What's the very first thing that they do? 
That's right. They stiffen up. Their nervous system has sensed the fact that there is danger. It has fed that to their brain and their brain has then equipped their body to respond as it needs to. After they freeze, they run as fast as they can. Their body is functioning out of this fight or flight survival mode. But the beautiful thing is that once the threat is gone, the gazelle goes back to neutral. So as soon as the, that lion disappears, that lion's or that gazelle is right back hanging out with its friends, eating grass, you know, just doing whatever gazelles do and just enjoying life. The problem is that often we get stuck in perpetual stress. And when that happens, we get all sorts of issues. And I think that's the topic for another podcast because there's just so much that we can unpack there. Now, before we answer the question, what can we do about this? Let's talk about anxiety. If worry is in your mind, stress is in your body, anxiety is the combination of both. Your mind is going and your body is going. So you are feeling on alert and your thoughts are filled with worries, catastrophic thoughts. So the phrase, what if, is a phrase that often comes with anxious thoughts. So all of this is going on. And what happens is that over time, if we stay in this state, our body and our mind get tired. They get worn out. So what can we do to actually help limit and decrease this worry, stress, and anxiety? Now, I need to mention here that while worry, stress, and anxiety are different, and that's the point of this episode, everything inside of us is connected and it does impact each other. So one strategy that's going to help in one area is going to help in another area as well. So just keep that in mind as we go through the strategies that you can use for each one. So first up is worry. A strategy that you can use for worry, which and worry takes place in your mind, is to learn to see things from different angles. So if you're in a stressful situation, you can ask yourself, what are different ways that I can look at this situation? If you're able to see a learning opportunity in a situation or see the silver lining, this is going to really help you reframe the situation and that's going to help bring your worry and or, and or your anxiety down. So for stress, let's move on to stress. One strategy for stress, and remember stress takes place in our bodies, is to make lifestyle changes. Now, this is a huge thing that we can do. And what does lifestyle changes mean? We can exercise more, we can cut down on sugar, caffeine, and excessive alcohol, and we can make sure we're getting a good night's sleep. Now, these, all of these things, they help our physical body feel less stressed and stand up to stress better. A second strategy that we can use for stress is relaxation. It's so important to take time to invest in our relaxation and to recover from stress, even if it's just a small pocket of time. So if you, especially if you have a really stressful job or you're going through a stressful situation or time in life, you really need to take the time to invest in your own relaxation. And the reason for this is that we can't pour out from an empty vessel. We need to make sure that we're recalibrating our body uh, by relaxing. And this is going to help you with stress and anxiety. Now we talked about strategies for worry. 
and for stress. And since anxiety is a combination of worry and stress, combining the strategies that we talked about for both of those is going to help your anxiety. In addition to the strategies that we talked about, something that you can do for anxiety is to limit your social media usage. Social media, as you've probably heard, is a very big source of anxiety. So if you can limit your usage, especially before you go to bed, this is really going to help you with your anxiety, but also with your worry and stress. Now, the strategies that we've covered are just some of the many strategies that are out there, and I hope you found them helpful. As you make these changes, there are a couple important things to remember. So the first thing to remember when you're making these changes is to make sure that you're also having fun. Make sure you're spending time doing what you love. Ask yourself, what are the things that bring me joy? Because the more that we do this, and this is really important, the more that we fill our time with the things that bring us joy, the more we're actually rewiring our thoughts and rewiring our body to be able to be more resilient which means that when worry, stress, and anxiety come knocking, you're not going to be phased by them as much as you used to be. So take time to do the things that you love. And I know some of you might not have tons of time, but just try to find little pockets of time to do things that you love. The second thing to remember as we make these changes is to do it in stages. We can't jump in and expect ourselves to suddenly exercise more, cut down on sugar, go to bed early, use less social media, da-da-da, all of these things just instantly. We're going to go crazy. So instead, do it gradually. Do it in stages. What is one thing that you can commit to doing? Maybe your long-term goal is to exercise for an hour a day five times a week. Start with something much smaller that you can be confident you're going to meet. So maybe for you, uh, this means starting by going for a 15-minute walk three times or maybe even just one time a week. Start there. Start with whatever you know is going to be possible for you and do it over and over until it becomes a habit. This is what's going to build your confidence is doing things that you are actually able to achieve and doing it over and over. Now, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, I am just overwhelmed. You just threw a ton of things at me. How am I supposed to make sense of any of this? Now I'm even more stressed. I'm sorry, that was not my intention. Well, if you are feeling like that, what I want you to do is just choose one thing. What is one thing from what I said that you find helpful? Maybe it's working on your thinking. Maybe it's finding some ways to relax. Maybe it's changing some lifestyle habits and really investing in yourself. Whatever it is, try to do things to reduce your worry, your stress, and your anxiety because this is going to benefit you and the people around you. It's going to give you a happier life, more fulfillment, more peace, more confidence. And these are things that I really want for you. And if you're experiencing worry, stress, or anxiety and want to learn more about different things that you can do in your specific context, I would love to talk to you. 
I offer free 30-minute anxiety relief assessments where we'll talk for 30 minutes, I'll hear about your story, and then at the end, I'll give you recommendations on things that you specifically can do to get you back on your feet, to dissolve that fear. So if that's something that you're interested in, something you think you or maybe a friend could benefit from, hop over to 12inchesaway.com bookings. And 12 is spelled out in letters, not numbers. So 12inchesaway.com slash bookings. I would so love to connect with you. You can also connect with me on Instagram. Send me a DM at 12inchesaway. Or you can join the 12 Inches Away Facebook page. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to be able to share what I'm learning with you and what I have learned with you. And I just really hope that it's helpful. Hopefully it can help you as much as it's been helping me. That brings us to the end of today's episode. So thank you again for tuning in. And until next week, take care, reach out to someone who's on your mind, just send them a note of encouragement and be gracious with yourself. See you next week.